Thank you for tuning into Air and Earth, the podcast that lifts you up and keeps you grounded. I'm your host, Melissa Moffat, and I'm here to share some information that I've found helpful in my own life, as well as interview people on topics ranging from self-love of body, soul, and mind, social, environmental, and animal justice, mindfulness, business, relationships, ethics, and so much more with the intention of supporting you on your healing and growth journey as you strive to love yourself, those around you, and the planet just a little more. Hey everyone, (laughs) welcome to this week's episode of Air and Earth Podcast. Today I am bringing a special guest for an interview that I know is going to blow your, what is the term? Rock your socks, blow your socks out of the water. That's not it. Anyway, rock your world, <laughs> blow your socks off. <laughs> rock your socks works. I think. All the things, <laughs> blow your socks out of the water. So today we have Hara here today and I cannot wait to share all of the codes, all of the magic that is about to come through. So I first met Hara digitally. We were meant to go to a retreat together and I ended up not being able to go, but we initially connected over it and we're sending some messages back and forth. And then, and I was just like so drawn to you. And then I, I reached out and because Tara is a projector, <laughs> I put the invitation out there and, and they oh. accepted that, that they would join my mastermind for six months and became my client. And through those six months, I got to see them just in this really beautiful experience of expression and of transformation, massive transformation, moving multiple times and changing your career path, right? Really, really like, really stepping into these really powerful gifts, these really, really powerful gifts that you have, that just like exponentially went out into the world through your content and through your work and through your energy and through your words. And, and I'm so excited (laughs) to interview you. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Holy shit. I feel like I want to cry after just hearing that. I don't know. It's bringing all the feels and the memories, like how much you've helped me through those six months holy crap like I literally yeah move places move countries change careers like it's wow it's insane to even think about it like how many changes have held have like you've helped me through and also just like what's coming through right now it's like a deep admiration of how much space you provided for me like I know I've had my own ebbs and flows through the things and you just always held it like just this strong warrior container that's something that's coming through. And I'm just like, I learned so much from you. And there was like, at the end of the day, like there's just only gratitude, like diving into it, getting to know you also 
and I know you're going through your own stuff you're going through your own shit and yet still you were showing up like oh my god I was like (laughs) and at the time I remember feeling like oh man like she's like I wonder how she's doing like through this and like and here she is like showing up in every call and just giving yourself fully like to me that's shown so much about being a non-circum like what is it called like an uncircumstantial leader Mm. and I love that and I'm so glad that my first mastermind experience was with you because of course like many of the listeners maybe experiences I feel like you know you go into a mastermind thinking it's going to be like something about like oh it's going to be all business conversation and all these things but it was actually you held me through some of the deepest healings that I could have went through. Like, you have no fucking idea, Melissa. Like, it was crazy. I, oh my God, I'm like crying just even thinking about it. Like, I didn't voice all of it in our container at that time, but (laughs) it was just like, even just speaking through it right now, like, I just feel tears coming on. I mean, you know, nobody can see it on the podcast, but you can see it right now. I'm just like, wasn't expecting this, but of course. So yeah. And you just asking me to come on here. Thank you so much. Like, I love you. And this is just, I'm just in deep gratitude for being invited mm-hmm. into your space again. It's awesome. I love you so much. I'm fully oh. receiving that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so <laughs> I'm really excited to showcase your work. And I I was telling Hara, everyone, before we started recording, that when people come on to my show, a lot of times it's people that I, like all the time, it's people that I know and I, you know, I admire their work and there's, there's things that I want to ask them. Right. And so a lot of times the conversations are super organic. Like I don't organize questions, but I'll make a list of topics. And then just go organically from there. Usually the questions lead into each other, that kind of thing. But for Hara, I literally have a list that that is like, there's, and I had to like stop myself. You know what I mean? Because there were so many things that I knew I could ask you about. Because we're going to... Yeah. We're going to link their Instagram. Everybody should go follow Hara, but you'll see the content is very rich, multifaceted, just like you think it's going one way and then it's like, JK, we're going this way now. And it's just, it's really good. And you can tell it that you just have this really beautiful, clear channel. So I'm super excited to ask you questions and to really showcase your work. So... Oh man, the the first the first thing I want to ask you about is one facet of your work with yourself and with others is is womb wisdom and and reconnecting to uh, the terms that you use. I love. I get chills just thinking about it. Right, the sacred seductress, the holy whore, like. Ah, oh, this part of ourself that's like, and I just, oh, just tell me about it. Just tell me about it. What is that? What does that mean? What is, what does that do? Oh God, as you're speaking to it, I'm just here like leaning into the nonverbal wisdom. And I feel like that's truly what the womb wisdom is. And I love to speak with my eyes closed a lot because it just allows that divine flow of the channel to come through and I feel that when it comes to those terms that have been mentioned just now with you I feel like that's 
this whole journey is about just leaning into the nonverbal wisdom, right? The language of our bodies, the language of our true human nature, which is sometimes beyond the mind's language, what we could comprehend by the mind's capacity. And I feel like that's what I'm here to bring is just to be a divine channel. And it's like, this is not mine. It's just, I'm simply a divine channel of just holding space for people to lean into that inner nonverbal wisdom, the body's knowing, um, the body's wisdom. And this is why I don't know why this wants to come through, but this is why I love when I see like people in the coaching industry and even just like everywhere, just speaking toward like, okay, I'm a body-based business. Like, because to me, and I love the term holy whore, because if you look into the etymology, I can't ever say that word right, but like the holy whore, the holy whore literally is like, you're the sacred portal. So it's like almost leaning into the emptiness. Then we can really channel our body's wisdom and what's coming through also right now is just the fact that, you know, I'm sure many of us know of the book, like the body keeps the score. And to me, it's sort of like this similar concept to that, like our bodies hold all of our wisdom, like from lifetime after lifetime, if you're into past lives, like I really, really play around that realm too. It's like, you carry all this wisdom in your body. And as we get to know our bodies more, as we love it more, and as we appreciate this three-dimensional like earth and water vessel, literally like earth, water vessel, it, it's like, it's allowing the true divine wisdom of our true Dharma, like our gift in this world, because our bodies hold our story and our story is truly like the medicine for me. And I, I've been on this journey as like sacred seductress is coming into birth. Like I've encouraging people like write journal, like make a video um, diary or an audio diary of your journey of what's coming up as you get to know your body. Like you get to know your womb, you get to know your chest, your breast, your yoni, your cosmic matrix. Like I love to call it because I feel like our body stories is literally the chapter of the bible that was never written like that's sort of like the concept that is coming through me um as I go deeper into this I'm like yeah if you think about you know I mean I hold a lot of like Christian conditioning to be honest and something that's just been like in that journey of healing was understanding that ultimately like every chapter in the bible is a channeling so it's like all of us have something to channel through in this world right as we create a new matrix I love that too like we're creating a new matrix because there's really and I can this is why I love organic conversations and I kind of go like every <laughs> so feel free to like do like bring me to wherever you want me to go <laughs> so just go. I, I'll ask one question and you'll just talk for 50 minutes and that will be oh the interview God. that will love be it a- my job is done so yeah but I'm I'm loving this concept around like you know and it's not really it's just like the reality is like people talk about like the matrix and I'm like there's really no escape outside of the matrix but you can choose which matrix you want to be in because for me and I invite this to people who may be listening to this you know it's like when we speak of the matrix there's no way that we can't exist we, we can exist without the matrix because the matrix to me is just like the web and we're the spiders. So we're weaving this sort of like cosmic webbing 
then two and to me it's the matrix is literally just like a form of connection and every time you build a connection with somebody to something you birth something you're like kind of like spider-man like you're putting the the web over there and you're then you're creating like that world world and then you're going to wherever it is that you feel a divine calling to and I feel like this is why this is why like I deeply invite everybody like all the people like all the humans in the world like knowing the seed of your creation like where's it coming for from is it like pressure and scarcity which is a lot of like society programming has among us or is it pleasure and love in which pleasure and love after all of that conversation it like comes back to really like to comes back to back to the womb because the womb is where we create and then our heart is when our hearts are activated and we kind of see the world through this lens of like love and compassion and just openness you can really create from that clarity if that makes sense like you can be a clear channel so it can come out that way and yeah and thus which is why I love this concept around leading into the nonverbal wisdom into your body more grounding and rooting which is essentially like to me it feels like becoming one with the earth because it's becoming one with ourselves like our bodies so that was like my really long answer to that question <laughs> thank you that was great and you also <laughs> brought up so many of the other things I want to ask you about ah <sighs> so hmm there's so many things. First, I would love to go deeper into creating the matrix, right? One thing that you called it, I love the way you're talking about it. Like it's almost like the bridge from the the non-physical to the physical, right? And it's like with intentionality, it can become something that that isn't how we, you know, so often in these conversations see the quote unquote matrix, right? And can become something that you call a heaven matrix. (laughs) So I would love for you to share about that. Like how, how can you create that? It's almost like creating a realm around yourself and then creating it for others is what I'm imagining. So how can you create it for yourself? And then how does that influence the collective? Oh my gosh, I love that you brought the terms like realm creating around yourself because it really what's came through right away. As soon as you said that, I was like thinking, yeah, this is the sacred whore, the sacred seductor is like the the holy whore literally is like a bridge, right? I was speaking to a fellow sister last um this last week as we closed like the monarch temple container and she spoke to me so beautifully about it. Um, shout out Vina. Um, but she spoke to me beautiful, beautifully about it. You know, she's like, it, it's really made me realize that through this like sacred whore activation, like the, the sacred whore portal, like being open to it, it's really about allowing that bridge of being the embodied heaven, like being the human and the heaven, like you said. So it's like creating that love and creating that love vortex, the love realm the magnetism right because when we can love ourselves and we follow the pleasure of course like people are going to feel that people are going to feel it like people are going to feel either you're like feeling rigid and like under pressure with like forcing things or if you're just at ease and just going in the flow and 
I mean, just even like this conversation alone, like I love that it's organic and flowy. And I feel like that could be like, imagine if we sort of created this, like, okay, like these are your interview questions and like, we're not going to let it flow. It's sort of, yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's kind of, I feel like the way to really create that is just to, a part of it is just surrendering to ourselves more than anything. And this is like a concept that I feel like we speak about it too often and there's still room for a lot of us to expand around the surrendering to the self, the surrendering to source and just truly trusting that you are always going to be provided no matter what. It's like, can you trust to be so grounded and to be rooted in source? And again, which is this comes back again to like the womb wisdom because the womb is literally like the cauldron, right? It's our life force energy. So it's like, can you tap into that believing that okay like I'm going to create from space of wholeness and the ability to also witness all of my totality I think that's like I feel that that's the most important part it's like can I witness all of my polarities and still somehow bring it back to a sense of wholeness like whether if I woke up today feeling unworthy it's no it's no less nor better than if tomorrow I woke up feeling abundant as fuck like that kind of feeling like can I just trust that this is part of the journey like this is part of the ebbs and flows and yeah I feel like that's that's really wanted to what wanted to come through was like really truly honoring that we are healed and already in that state of divine union it's just a matter of actually accepting it and like surrendering it surrendering to it can I can I really believe that I'm actually whole? I'm actually already healed. I'm actually provided. I'm actually safe. And that's like, that's an edgy concept to play with a lot of people. I think Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, because then it doesn't allow us for that grasping, which I think a lot of us, you know, when I think about it, sometimes a lot of us want to do, but you, when you feel into it, it's actually already here. It's just a matter of like, can I just allow it to be whole? and one and beautiful already so yeah I love that I want to circle back to something that keeps coming up and that is something that I I heard and I don't know how long ago it was it was like at the beginning of this year and you've touched on these topics right one of my one of my teachers said to me that womb carriers have this access to wisdom to like ultimate you know like unbounded wisdom through our womb because ultimate wisdom a lot a term often used to describe it that you've already used today is it's there's an emptiness there's like a flavor of emptiness to it and the womb inherently has all this empty space, right? So I would love to have your reflections on that connection to wisdom through the womb, how to access that. A lot of people hold a lot of trauma around their wombs. Um, So going into healing and all of these, just whatever comes through around this topic would be so beautiful. Mm. Great question. It can be scary sometimes to go down into the womb space. And I want to acknowledge that and fully recognize that. 
I feel that we, many of us are afraid of the emptiness, right? The space, the darkness, the the unknown, like essentially that is what it is. When I tune into the womb, it is a lot of, like you said, it's a lot of space, it's a lot of blank. And it's a matter of, can we trust that that blank space is actually a pure potentiality instead of something to be filled all the time, if that's making sense. Like it's sort of sort of like, um, how do you say this? I don't, I don't know if there's any better way than saying just simply shifting our perspective around the, I don't like the word dark agenda, but this is the word that's coming through. The, like the society's agenda, um, like in the mainstream, right? When we talk about like certain things, I feel that there's been a separation that has been programmed into our consciousness that leads us into fearing that darkness, the void, the dark Lilith almost like that's something that's wanting to come through it because it is the shadow like the Lilith the the emptiness the nothingness and then we have this tendency around having to fill that gap filling that space and this sort of looks like like the people pleasing the the I'm gonna over schedule spread myself too thin but it's like can you just, something that's come through, can you just breathe and allow it to be and relax and just be in that void and just see that, who like maybe I just want to chill and take a bath right now and following, and this probably comes up for many of us during our deep luteal phase and for this body, right? The fem-bodied beings and, and it's scary sometimes to let ourselves rest and it is really just, about reclaiming that almost like the, the element of pleasure, radical pleasure activism, knowing that actually when we provide that time to be in the stillness, to be in the blank space is when the most channeling, the most creativity comes. And this is why, you know, and I know you're deeply into the Tibetan lineage as well. And like, I've been diving deeper into like my Kundalini um, yoga practice and something that's been really truly reminded to me was just that with a potent life force energy like a society full of their awakened kundalini it's like impossible to control them is that making sense like it's like it's like because that we will have like a rooted sovereignty when we can trust in that void when we can trust in that potential energy so the way I see it is almost like um, if you think about how the universe was birthed right it came from a blank space like the galaxy is essentially just a blank space and then the big bang happened so it's like can we trust in the that space in the stillness that that big bang is going to happen then that divine inspiration will drop into you so yeah so that's what went to come through for that. <laughs> I love it. Beautiful. Thank you. So I want to switch gears a little bit. I'm curious if 
do you feel this isn't normally the order of things, but do you feel called to tell any part of your story of how you got here doing the work you do? And <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a big question. It is a big question. Yeah. I, I feel like throughout my whole life, I've just been on this journey of reclaiming my sovereignty, um, really just leaning deeper into my body and trusting myself like over and over and over again. And one of the big parts, like how I ended up sort of sharing about this codes around sacred sexuality, sexual sovereignty, reclaiming our womb sovereignty was because I felt so disconnected from my womb space and as well as from my sexuality forever. Like I grew up in a Christian family that had churches all over Indonesia. Like my sister is famous. It's like this whole thing around it. And what happened was actually when we moved over to the States, it was quite an experience I don't know how deep we're going to go here, but I'm just going to go with it. I'm just going to go with it. Um, when we moved to the States, we were basically, we were scammed, like, to be honest, like, to tell you quite the truth. I don't know if we ever talked about this in our other containers, but we were like, you know, all of our money was taken from us and they kind of picked us up from the airport. We were promised we were going to help you get jobs. They were going to help us get jobs and set up, get an apartment, things like that. So we were picked up from the airport at that time. And then they, we had transferred a massive amount of money. That's my understanding of what my parents did. And they drove us to this like random motel in Queens, which honestly looks like a, a place of where good things didn't happen. Let's put it that way. And it just sort of like we, we were kind of put in this situation where it's like, okay, we either make it here or, or we go back to Indonesia because we only had like, I think $200 in our account and then just like a ticket back. And that was it. Like, but we had nothing else. My parents had left their jobs and everything. And we had like, and we knew we had to get out of this place that we got put in because it, it really was like scary to be, to, quite tell you the truth like I was glad that my stepdad was there with us because I couldn't imagine what would have happened if it was just my mom myself and my grandma and my sister um so we were there we had to get out we got out we made it work um with with the help of a church that really helped us get on our feet at that time <sighs> damn this story I haven't told this story in a while so it's wanting to come out but Oh, it's, it's like, hmm. we made it in the States, like as non-documented immigrants, um, my parents, I, I was obviously I was born here, but everybody else was not, but they stayed here to allow me to go to a good school and to go to college, finish my education, get a good job, like, classic American dream and and right before I graduated high school 
my parents had gotten deported. So that was like an abrupt, what felt like an abrupt root chakra ripped <laughs> underneath me, to be quite honest. Like that was how it felt. It was honestly very scary because I didn't even turn 18 yet. So from then on, my journey kind of just like I like my mom told me, you know, don't you have to stay here because we did this for you so that you can have a future here so that you can make it in this country like we did this for you. So like, please stay here. And at the time we were on a vacation, so I had to get we were on the vacation to Buffalo. And that's when the INS is that what you call it? The INS department. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, border patrol. I don't know, but it was yeah. So it no. was like, yeah. I don't. I don't even know what the INS or I always want to call them IRS, but <laughs> I don't think it's that. But uh, the border patrol came and grabbed them out of the bus, and I was like in the bus, and she was like, "No, you, you got to stay. Go to Buffalo. Go back to Long Island. Like you just, you got like make it work because we came here for you. Don't worry. Like we'll be okay." And I was like barely turned 18 like I would just turn 18 that last weekend I think to remember so I was so scared and long story short you know I ended up really what felt like honestly clawing my way through the U.S. system and just trying to make it work going to college going to nursing school like really initiating through that lots of stress and eventually what happened was like miracle after miracle kept happening like it's blessing upon blessing upon blessing until I was able to graduate nursing school but then I graduated out of nursing school was very stressed couldn't deal with it and then now I've got all this backed up stuff from like programming and like some stories of non-consensual sexual events happening in my past like in my past at that time so I got out got to graduated college and then I needed to quite frankly like I needed to just make money at that time I wasn't ready to take my nursing test and I couldn't figure out a way how to work the system without and I was in New York City very high paying rent and was like okay I need to just figure something out and make it work so one day I was studying for my nursing test was like really studying for it and was I remember exactly the time was like 3 a.m at night and I just saw an ad seekingarrangements.com and I was like you know what fuck it like and I was such in a state at that time that was just like like literal primal survival right I think like I think that's that could be like the right thing and to say about that period of time that I was just like no fuck it like let me just do it let me just try it and see where it goes and see what happens like see what happens so this is sort of like how my journey into sex work really started was really just going into that seekingarrangements.com and then being the sugar baby and then sort of and then discovering the dominatrix work and then going into escorting and all these things so and at the same time though you know I realized now reflecting back on it again and again and again, I didn't quite have the typical journey. I don't, I don't even say like typical is like the right word, but it's just like, basically I really realized how much that experience was so essential for me to remember, like literally, like quite literally my Dharma, like my purpose here, because all of the experiences that I went through as a sex worker and just even having the non-consensual like things happening to me it was all like 
an, a deeper invitation for me. Okay, can I remember to pull my son back into me? Like, can I remember to reclaim like my power and knowing that I can still like I got what it takes. Like I like I get to initiate through this to hold space for others later on to be able to navigate through this because through that sex work experience, despite of all the things, all the details, ultimately what I remember, like what I can feel in my body right now coming out of that experience is just truly, it has taught me so much about human, like the art of compassion in humanity, Mm -hmm. like understanding human sexuality without any judgments because what I've come to realize was that all of these people were coming to see me with a space of just literally what looks like sexual repression in society. Like, and they're not able to be open about it, not able to express about it and not able to hold space for their emotions either. Um, so that's sort of like something that has really taught me is just that art of divine unconditional compassion and on top of that, I had to, you know, I got to, I got to forgive myself to really reclaim my power in terms of like, because of the programmings that reside in terms of, oh, you were a sex worker, you should be ashamed and like all this guilt and these heavy programmings around it. Like I really had to take it upon myself and see myself, okay, can I like, can I really, how can I love myself deeper through each of this experience and also just understanding like what is the medicine behind that experience? So this is sort of like what my initiation has been through, done through. It's like, of course, then through that, it it kind of led me into neo-tantra and then the priestess world and then the womb world because I was realizing coming out of that experience, I was also carrying things that were not mine, right? Because the womb is an empty space. And when you engage, each engagement you make, like you are exchanging energy every time. So I had to kind of just learn how to process all these energies that were inside of me that were not necessarily mine, but then became a part of me when I agreed to it. So so that's sort of my journey of how I came to be here because I constantly initiated through these through these experiences where I've been put through just okay how much more can you be more compassion to this person's true nature through anybody's true nature including my own self my own darkness my own shadows and then just still choosing to revert back to love and compassion and just the art of witnessing each and every time. So this is sort of like, yeah. And obviously like I found deep healing when I discovered things like breast massage, like yoni massage, like, holy shit. I was like, I didn't even know that just like even yoni steaming would bring up so much for me, you know, at that time. So it was almost like a whole new world once this sort of came into my field. So Mm. Yeah, that, that's I, w- my- I would love to go even deeper okay. <laughs> into this topic on how working with sexual energies and the liberation sexually 
influences that ability to energetically feel liberated, to hold that compassion for others? And how does someone, you know, like you mentioned, our society is very sexually repressed. There's a lot of sexual trauma, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of distortion around it. So where does one begin and, and why? Oh, yeah. And the sexual energy. Yeah. And it's like, God, it's such a heavy topic for some of us, isn't it? Like, that's something that I want to acknowledge. And it is about like constantly just inviting more lightness into it. And thank you for having these conversations, like deep honor of just providing the space for this conversation. And I think it is like, it is this awakening of the sexual sovereignty the sexual energy, it is literally the root of how and why we exist in this world, right? If we, if we feel into it, like, how were we birthed? Like, that's sexual energy, like, that's creation energy. And that sexual energy is like this divine creatrix energy that's sourced in your womb and your perineum area whether you're man woman non-binary whatever spectrum that you are like we all have it and there's nothing I love this saying that there's nothing more dangerous than a society full of like repressed sexual energy because when you are when there's like all this blockages or like I don't even like to say blockages because it's really just an energy that wants to be moved right that's what blockages are but when there's all this shit on top of it, it's like, where does it all go? You know, it just, it makes me feel, oh, like, what is that? And it is important because, again, like I said, this is how we create, whether that's creating a person, a human being, or it's creating a business, it's creating um, money, creating relationships. It's like essentially knowing, like, where am I creating this from? Like, where where is this coming from? And somebody who's got a lot of like, like if we're not able to have these conversations, imagine like how many filtrations that energy has gotten to go through by the time it's, it's created through your hands or spoken through your mouth. Like it has gone through all these traumatic filters and it's like, this is why it's important. Like, this is why it gets to be shifted in society where we get to have spaces held um, to, of course, like there's spaces for deep healing to take place, you know, whether it's therapy or whatever it is that we need to. And there's also the space to, okay, like I'm deeply healing through it. And then how do I reclaim it and harness that? Because essential sexual energy is our creativity energy and we can't exist without that creation, right? Without that creativity, so did that answer the question? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So good. Yes, yes, yes. <sighs> Hara, I could ask you probably 20 more questions, but I would love for people to just go connect with you and you know, dive into your work and and your content. So tell us a bit about your offerings and um, where people can reach you and all of that good stuff. Yes, Uh, people can reach me. Well, the best way to reach me is always 
Instagram at i.m.hara. Um, themonarchtemple.com is always a wonderful space to reach me as well. Drop me a DM, an email, whatever feels good to you. I'm always up to connect. Um, what souls that really do feel like you want to go deeper <laughs> in this and you want to reclaim that creative force energy inside of you and just also connections. I love building connections and excited to hear from all of you and to connect more with any of you that do feel connected and want to reach out. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. I have loved listening to you and I know everyone is going to really gain a lot from this conversation and I'm so thankful for you coming on to share. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> so everyone listening, we're going to link all the things down below, Har's Instagram website. Please reach out to them. Seriously, Har is one of the kindest <laughs> souls I know. And yeah, follow along on Instagram, all the things. If you really enjoyed this conversation and you want to if you want to, if you feel the the inspiration to share it, that would help us so much in, in getting this work out into the world. So feel free to text this link to a friend who might benefit from this conversation or take a screenshot. You can share it on your Instagram or social media and then tag us. I'd be so thankful. So thank you all for listening and I'll Yay. see you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.